Jan Uberholse has left the dark days of ESCOM behind him and joined the race for renewable energy. And today he's going to talk to us about the future of power supply in South Africa. Welcome, Jan. Thanks, sir. Thanks for the invitation. I was calculating earlier that your, you and your father, Quibus, spent over 50 years at ESCOM collectively, I think 56 years. It couldn't have been easy for you to to leave. Chris, yes, you're right. Um, my dad, you know, used to work 25 years for Eskom. Um, so I grew up in an Eskom house. It wasn't an Eskom house, but so to speak, it was an Eskom house. I can recall vividly, you know, uh, some weekends uh, on Saturday or Sunday and sometimes over school holidays, I joined him, uh, you know, during what he, what he did uh, at Eskom. He was a linesman for 23 of the 25 years, so he was building these uh, reticulation little lines uh, up 11 kV, 22 kV. So, uh, and the last two years of his uh, Eskom career, you know, he was a supervisor. So, uh, he's 25 years, so I was in an Eskom bursar. I studied uh, at Takis, and then my first life in Eskom was 26 years. Uh, I left Eskom for, mm-hmm. for 10, and then... Uh, I was back for five years, yeah, so collectively 56 years between the two of us. And yes, I... Uh, so your family history. I, sorry, uh, Chris, yeah, so uh, I, I love Eskom, you know, I will always love Eskom. I think it's an incredible organization, incredible people, and uh, it has a significant role to play, but I'm sure we about that uh, during this uh, get-together of us. Now, you must have had many offers uh, from companies wishing to have your expertise on board. Why did you choose Mulilo? Because, yes, I had um, quite a few that approached me. Um, Mulilo, um, I just believed, um, coming towards the end of my ESCOM career, you know, because I formally retired end of end of April and then I assisted on a consultancy basis for another three months. But towards the end of my career, it was always my desire and I believe that I can add value also outside ESCOM to uh, the challenges that we have related to electricity, sustainable electricity supply. Now, when I formally then left ESCOM after this uh, consultancy period, um, we I had, as I said, some, some offers, and then I engaged uh, quite extensively with uh, Melilla, but more specifically with the majority shareholder, you know, they have CIP, Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners. They have an excess of 85% shielding in Melilla. Um, and based on various issues and aspects that I engaged and read, I decided, uh, you know, to, to take up this offer. Very grateful, obviously. You know, if you just take CIP, Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners, you know, they're the largest investor globally. Uh, focused on the renewable energy. They have about 25 billion euros of assets under management. What also impressed me in, in, of, of CIP uh, are the people. They are professionals, not only with financial backgrounds. Uh, the majority of them have been involved in, in the electricity and energy industry. 
So, you know, it was quite easy to, to, to discuss and understand and be on the same level. But then more specifically, Melillo, you know, Melillo is the only South African independent power producer for this uh, shell from CIP. So the year around about 27, 8, somewhere around there, you know, they got together, South Africans, and they created this, this vehicle. Now, this vehicle has been extremely successful. Again, my engagement with the people has been extremely positive. I believe they have a very clear vision uh, where they want to go. And, you know, taking all of this into consideration, and, and obviously, you know, what also impressed me of Melillo is their commitment and investment that they're making in the communities where they are working. Uh, so the track record speaks for itself. So all in all, I believe then looking at all of this and bringing my experience and my uh, expertise and competence to the table, that it's a good, uh, I believe it's a good match. And I'm really looking forward um, you know, to add value still to the energy uh, and electricity situation and challenges we have in the country, but outside ESCO. Now, what is your exact position there? I'm the non-executive chairman. So I am a non-executive director as well, on the board as well as the chairman of the Melita. And your job description, what do they expect from you? <laughs> Quite a lot. Uh, it's to provide the necessary leadership. You know, uh, Melillo, uh, we have a, a, a quite an aggressive goal that in the coming years to add five to six gigawatt of electricity to, to uh, South Africa in the public as well as private uh, sector. So it is then for me to provide the necessary leadership to guide, to support, to give, uh, you know, whatever direction that is required um, to assist them. Then I've also um, agreed uh, in my... Um, agreement with the Melilla CIP that I will provide some consulting services as well based on my extensive experience in this industry. What projects are in the pipeline at Melilla that could benefit South Africa specifically? You know, Chris, currently uh, Melilla, they have six operational projects. Uh, it's about 440 megawatts. Now, four of those being wind and two of those being, being solar. Now, our purchase agreements awarded to them another four projects. And strangely enough, you know, it's also uh, very similar megawatts for 32. Uh, so those are existing projects. But another issue for me that is extremely exciting, Melilla also have close to approximately between 130 and 150 projects in the pipeline. Now, I'm the first one to say, if we talk about this number of projects, some of them are... You know, very hazy. Uh, there's still a lot of work that needs to happen, but at least, you know, there's a project funnel that receives attention, and that adds up to very close to 30 gigawatts. So I believe that uh, Melillo is, is very well positioned, you know, to play this significant role moving forward. So in total, uh, you know, 800, nearly 900 megawatts uh, operational or nearly operational. Half of that operational, the other is getting ready to become operational soon. But then it's to participate, you know, in the bid windows to the public participation that still come, as well as, you know, whatever private uh, opportunities there are. How do you see the future of power supply in South Africa? Is this is this it? No. Um, you know, Chris, um, having the 
the luxury, if you can say that word, you can use it. But I do have the experience of where Eskom finds itself. Um, now, and Eskom has always been the supplier uh, of electricity, you know, generating electrons. But uh, because of, of various factors, you know, they have power stations that's relatively old. Uh, in time, it will come to uh, to end of life. And I must upfront say that I do support, um, you know, Eskom now looking at the power stations again, looking at the units within the stations and, and to, to see uh, which ones of those are possible to extend the life. Um, I know that they do have a, a strategy, uh, you know, looking at their generation uh, business, but it's very clear that in time to come, in years to come, Eskom will have less generation capacity what they have currently. Now, if you look at the the reality in the country, and as we speak, you know, we have stage six load sharing, that the, the demand is way above what is available, um, you know, in terms of generation capacity. And then also there's a challenge that some of those, or some of the capacity that is available, you know, needs urgent attention in terms of maintenance. But and, and it's running with a very high utilization fact because of the demand. So we in South Africa, and specifically Eskom, my view is they do not have the luxury of uh, taking units off the number that they need to and really care for them and maintain them the way they're supposed to for whatever period is required because of the demand in the country. And because you have this big delta, additional capacity in the country is urgently required. You know, we've been asking for this for nearly four years, um, you know, uh, and this is why I believe that it is critical that we have other players uh, that needs to enter the market and to ensure that the necessary generation capacity is available to deal with this unsustainable situation that we can. And do you think ESCOM will eventually have to semi-privatize? I don't want to, to comment on that, Chris. Um, what I'm aware of is that the shareholder has uh, approved that the three-line businesses in Eston, wind generation, transmission, and distribution, will become separate legal entities now with transmission being the first. Now, I don't want to, to make any comments, and I've seen what the president has said on a number of occasions that it's definitely not privatization, so I don't want to comment on that. However, mm -hmm. what I do see, and this is Jan's view, my own view, that Eskom generation in time to come you know, it may be five, ten years, whatever the time frame may be, will be but one of the generation companies supplying electrons in this country. I believe that they will still for a very long time remain a dominant uh, player in the market, but they will not be the only player in the market. And this is why it's critical that companies like Malilu, you know, uh, obtain, you know, the necessary opportunity uh, provided, you know, they cost uh, cost effective that they have the opportunity to participate in this market and to assist the country to get rid of this load shedding. You know, we're just costing the country dearly and is having a very negative impact on the lives of uh, all of us living here. Lastly, Jan, uh, I'm sure you've had opportunities abroad as well, which you must have turned down. What has made you decide to stick it out in South Africa and try and help to find a solution to the darkness that has enveloped us? Chris, it's actually, I've been asked this question quite a number of times, and, and yes, I had opportunities to brought 
But for me to answer that question is actually relatively simple. And I've done it on a, on a number of platforms. I'm, I'm going to use the opportunity now as well. When I was a young, younger man, that sounds better, I suppose, uh, I was very blessed to be involved in electrification in the country. There was a time in the, the, the middle 90s that I was very privileged, as I said, to run the electrification program for Eskimo in South Africa. And when I was younger, I asked the question quite often, you know, what is my purpose in life? I really did, you know. My wife can, can testify to this. So I was searching for, for this answer, you know, why did the good Lord put me here? And, you know, one late afternoon, it was early evening, uh, it was a Saturday, um, very close to Marble Hall, uh, we electrified a village and there was a ceremony, you know, to switch on the power. And so it was getting dark and the chief, I remember, was making a speech and all the, the village people were sitting there, you know, were males, females, children, you know, and obviously they invited a lot of people. And when the chief then put on the, the circuit breaker to switch on while we were putting the brake on with the links at the back, and the lights went on, I saw, you know, I was looking at the people and how happy they were. They were crying. They were dancing. It was just absolutely incredible. You know, for the first time, they had electricity, they had lights. And just there, I realized what my purpose in life was. And that is to make a positive contribution in the lives of others. Now, that's why it's very simple for me to say, I believe my purpose in life is to continue making that positive contribution in the lives of people. But within South Africa, where I was born and bred, and you know, and where I will die one day, I, I believe it all depends on the good Lord. But that's what I believe. So, this for me is only a privilege. It's really a privilege to be able to add value, you know, positive contribution to the lives. Thank you, Jan. That was Jan Oberolse speaking to Biz News about the future of power supply in South Africa and his true calling in life. Thank you, Jan. Thanks, Chris. 